Financial planning and security can sometimes be seen as a moving target. The rules change constantly, and you need guidance to stay ahead of the market moves. This is the Labenthal Report with Michael Hartzman and Dominic Tavella. We'll break down the news, trends, and overall direction of the markets, telling you what may be coming next, investment opportunities, and what to avoid. Now, here are your hosts, Dominic Tavella and Michael Hartzman. All right, I'm Michael Hartzman. Today is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. And I'm on, as always, with my partner, Dominic Tavella. How are you this evening, Dominic? Uh, doing well, Mike. Uh, everybody's safe, everybody healthy on our side, and uh, grateful to have you back. Uh, we had to substitute uh, last week, and we got through it in one piece, but I'm grateful to have you back, Mike. Thank you. I'm glad my friend uh, Phil pinched hit for me. I know he did a fabulous job. Um, feeling a little under the weather last week. And I guess that's not an unusual thing to hear lately, Dom, wherever you look, um, either people have COVID or recovering from COVID, think they have COVID or have some variation of a flu or a cold, but it's been really wild since Thanksgiving. It's crazy. And, and that's really the, the uh, indicator of what's been going on with the markets. We, we've been talking about it for weeks, Mike, and then we spent quite a bit of time last week talking about it with our buddy Phil, uh, but clearly this new variant has taken hold. It's not ambiguous anymore. It's not the maybe, it's not possibly, it is definitive. And the markets are reacting, I hate to say it, but as pretty much as expected, which, you know, means volatility in our world. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the good news and the bad news is that the thing is spreading like wildfire and, and 73% of all the new cases now are the new Omicron uh, variant. But it does appear, thank goodness, that it just makes you feel like hell. But, you know, most people are not winding up in the hospital, if they're, especially if they're vaccinated. Most people are not dying, thank God. Um, and it, it's really taking the same trajectory, Dom, as, as other viruses. It's getting more contagious and less deadly, because that's how it survives. Um, uh, so, so again, good news for now, Mike. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I, I'm uh, not, uh, at this point in the game, willing to give up uh, the ship one way or say it's all clear and the other. Um, but it is behaving in a way that, thank God, statistically, we don't have the people ending up in the hospital and dying like we did the last time. I think overall, that's a positive, right? A meaning from an economic growth perspective, it looks like the country's not going to go back to a shutdown mode. So, so again, this, this is positive, even though we don't want anybody to get sick, uh, even if it's mild. Um, but there will be some impact. Uh, the markets will react accordingly. Good days, bad days. And we're just going to kind of muddle through it. But we've been saying this for a long time, Mike. This should not be a shock to anybody at all that's been listening to, to our podcast and clients who have been listening to us directly. Exactly. And I have to tell you, though, Dom, although last week was not a good week, that you know the averages were down anywhere between 2 and 3%. But yesterday in particular had the first time for me a little bit of a feel like March of 20, where people were really, really concerned about, investors, I should say, were concerned about this new variant and, and, and the possibility of it slowing down the economy. But typically, like always, today we get this robust rebound. So... And, and, and Mike, uh, I know, again, we were kind of broken records. I even take today's rebound with a grain of salt. I think what frightened people over the weekend, and I, I think why we had such a violent reaction yesterday, is this thing is literally doubling. The number of people that are infected is doubling every one and a half to three days, depending on uh, which region of the country you're in. Um, and, you know, one going to two and two going to four is not that big a deal. But when you have 20,000 cases going to 40,000 cases, you know, that, that that's literally sets off the alarm bells. And uh, as we've shared uh, personally uh, around uh, our client base and families, this this thing is hitting everybody. Um, and so gratefully, everybody's healthy. Um, but it, it definitely frightened a lot of people. Yeah, because the healthcare system, especially, Dom, is it's kind of getting overwhelmed by, 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 you know, you can't even get 
a virtual last week when I wasn't feeling well, I went online at seven o'clock in the morning. I was able to get a virtual appointment at 10 o'clock in the morning, same day. You can't even get a virtual visit this week. Yeah. I don't want to pound on negative uh, commentary here. Uh, but the flip side of that statement is that we sent our own staff to get tested. We, we started doing a remote and uh, work from home. Um, and we had staff people online for two hours waiting to get tested. Um, so when we talk about economic impact, this is exactly what we're talking about, right? If you can't get into a store, if shelves are empty again, if stores close down, if restaurants, people are refused to go to a restaurant because they're afraid or a sporting event. I think we, there was some news on the NHL today going to the Olympics. That taps the brakes on the economy. That taps the brakes on economic growth and thus rolls all the way full circle to where the markets are. So, so that's a good segue to kind of do a 180, because we have a great guest this evening, Dominic, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Kevin Elko, who's extremely well known in our profession, speaks to a lot of financial advisors. He's also extremely well known in professional and, and college football in particular. And, you know, he's a motivational speaker. He, he speaks a lot common sense, uh, uh, a lot of things where, where, where people need to hear. And we have uh, Dr. Elko for the full hour this evening, and I'm excited to hear his thoughts. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an important message for, get, for us to get across to our, our friends, our family, and our clients. The psychology of investing is way different than just putting the money and closing your eyes. So I think we're going to get a lot of value added tonight. I'm also looking forward to this. So on that note, we will be right back with Dr. Kevin Elko. Are you paying federal taxes on your cash? I work hard for my money that I keep in cash. And for the life of me, I can't imagine why anyone would want to pay federal taxes on their cash. That's why I keep my cash in the Lebenthal Ultra Short Tax-Free Income Fund, symbol L-E-G-A-X, Le Tax. Rates on cash are already so low, why pay federal taxes on the interest your cash earns? Remember, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep. The Labenthal Ultra Short Tax-Free Income Fund, L-E-T-A-X, may help you earn more on the cash you've worked hard for and keep more after-tax dollars in your pocket. Find out more about the fund by speaking with a Labenthal Global Advisors Private Wealth Advisor or its sponsor at dcmadvisors.com. For your hard-earned cash, why pay the tax when there's the tax? Labenthal Ultra Short Tax-Free Income Fund. It's not what you make. It's what you keep. Before investing, you should carefully consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus, a copy of which may be obtained by calling 800-441-7031. Please read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. There is no guarantee that this or any investing strategy will be successful. An investor should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund carefully before investing. The fund is distributed by Ultimus Fund Distributors, LLC, member FINRA. The fund may invest in municipal securities the interest on which may be subject to federal alternative minimum tax. After the fund buys a security, the IRS may determine that a bond issued as tax-exempt should in fact be taxable. There is no affiliation between DCM Advisors, LLC, and Ultimus Fund Distributors, LLC. DCM Advisors and Ultimus Fund Distributors are not affiliated with Labenthal Financial Services, Inc. or Labenthal Global Advisors, LLC. All right, I'm Michael Hartsman, back with Dominic Tavella and our special guest this evening, Dr. Kevin Elko. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on your show. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks, Thank Dominic. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, Kevin, you're, you know, we were talking before the show. I know you're a bit of a legend in our business. I know you spent a lot of time talking to both financial advisors and athletes. And somehow people always compare the two. I don't know. I've never been accused of being an athlete, but somehow we always hear the characteristics of a financial advisor and an athlete are very, very similar. Before we dive into the discussion, why don't, if you can, spend a few minutes and talk about your background and um, how you how you got to to where you are and the success that you've achieved over the years. Well, I was in sports, too, but I've, I've played football like 13 years. I think 11 years I was captain. And I didn't start. I don't even think I started midget league. I chose the wrong parents, so I completely understand. 
<laughs> what you're saying. But uh, I went, I was a school teacher. Uh, as a biology teacher, I got a bachelor's degree in biology and coaching. And I went back to school and got my master's and my doctorate, my twang that you hear from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I left West Virginia, went to the Olympic Committee, went to the uh, International Olympic Committee in Greece. And I figured out in Greece that I love being American. So I, their motto was Yankee, go home. And why you had to take me with you. So I came to Pittsburgh to start working with the Steelers. That happened like in the late 80s. And um, since then, I've been working with the Cowboys and uh, New Orleans Saints. I work with the Packers when they won it. But most of my work these days is with Alabama, working with just mentally how to focus and keep ourselves on the right path. And I'm so lucky to work in your industry. So the big two industries have been football and investment industry. And I've written books about it. But if I would tell you, Michael, what my work basically is, it's in one sentence. Ready? I said to myself, that's basically in a, it's in cognitive psychology, which means that as we talk about fluctuations, Dominic just talked about in the market, as we talk about challenges, changes, resiliency, all of it, you have to take a look at the things that we tell ourselves. And so many times that's programmed in us. And if we can just listen to ourselves, think about what you think about and change the way that we think, that's where it all lies. It happy, success, healthy. So really just teaching people how to talk to themselves. I said to myself, and I've done it in your industry. I've done it with books I've written. I've done it in the athletic world. And so that's kind of, I guess, in a nutshell, my bio. I've been to mm-hmm. so many different teams and so many different athletic teams. But again, lucky enough to work in your industry. And that's been that's been my training. I said to myself, that's basically it. So I went on your website uh, this morning and I was looking at all the speaking topics that you cover. And the one that really caught my eye because Dominic and I can relate to this, especially is the, your first one connection. I see you as a person and you, and you really talk about, it's one thing to talk about the numbers, but you really have to connect with a client in any profession on a more personal basis. And you have to make them feel valuable. Could you touch upon that a little bit? George Valiant did a study at Harvard. It's called the Harvard 49-year study. It's now gone to 72 years. And he looked at so many different factors. He did different tests, but he followed these Harvard graduates for 49 years, now more. He looked at different, different variables, but one he looked at was happy. We should have a goal to be happy. I mean, that should be primarily, can I be happy and at peace? Michael, the number one factor in happiness was close connection and relationships with others. And I think it's become especially a challenge during COVID because, you know, words matter. And when you use phrases like uh, social distancing, I don't like it. Physical distancing, but let's stay close and connected. We're meant to stay connected with one another. We're meant to be in community. And there's a town called Rosiata, Pennsylvania, where people live longer in that town than any other town. <clears throat> so... They're all Italian. They eat. And on average, that town was overweight, but they live longer than anyone. And they found that every home had a big front porch and they sat with each other and connected with one another. And because of it, they had longevity. You know, there's this uh, this little boy's trying to hit a doorbell and he couldn't reach it. And the priest comes by, says, let me help you, little man. Hits the doorbell, looks down, down to the little boy. He says, what now? The little boy says, run like hell. Let's get out of here. Well, we're in such a hurry. And by being in a hurry, we really lose all of the value of connection. And connection is when I come into an area, I am not going to be interesting to Dominic and Michael. I'm going to be interested in them. I want to talk with them. I want to know about them. Mary Kay from Mary Kay Cosmetics said it great. She everybody has a big sign. Make me feel important. Know their name. Learn to listen to people. Learn to be interested in people. Learn to care about them. To um, The word silent and the word listen have the same letters. And ask questions. And so, first of all, with physical health, mental health, happy, connection is the key. Um, let's talk about business and performance. Let me do sport for a minute. The Cleveland Browns had a great year last year. They're best when they're best years. Once a day, one of their athletes would come on a Zoom and tell the other players their four H's. This is my heartbreak. 
This is my history. This is my hope. And this is my heroes. They got to know people deeper. They played harder. And they cared at a much deeper level. Now, we have studied the top financial professionals like you two. They have deep, caring relationships like nothing you've ever seen. And I was in an office, I won't say the name, who it was, but the top, it was in Boston years ago. And the top financial advisor, the, the branch manager says, he's 29. What? He's 29. So I go see him, Michael. And I go, why are you the top financial advisor? He goes, my mother went to work as a um, machinist in Boston to put me and my two sisters through Boston University. Two days before I graduated, double shift, single parent. My mother died of a stroke. I believe she worked herself to death. Every one of my clients is my mother. Well, no mm -hmm. wonder he's the best. So I'm going to teach you one self-talk question or phrase I use. Get in front of people and use this self-talk phrase. Be where your feet are. If I'm with Michael, if I'm with Dominic, be with them. Mm -hmm. Quit letting your mind wander all over the place. And the second part is in them, be interested, not interesting. We need to connect better with one another. We've gotten lonely. We've gotten by ourselves. It'll make your business thrive. But more importantly, it'll, it, you'll find a happy place by connecting and being close to others. Connection, which means I see you as a somebody and be where your feet are and be interested. So, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to jump in right on that point. Um, you know, one of the line that Michael uses all the time, and I've been fortunate enough to steal from him, is we, we literally do get invited to clients, uh, their weddings and their children's weddings. And unfortunately, at times, we end up also attending their funeral. So we feel like we're part of their lives. But we're really going through an unusual time in the last 18, 24 months. And people are feeling really isolated. How do we help them? How do they help themselves? And that's, I think, a continuation of your point. Um, you know, let's, how, how do we create that connection today? What do we need to do? What do clients need to do to get through this period? This is very difficult for many people out there. The one comment I get is, I'm just exhausted and I feel alone. I love the phrase, Dominic, so what, now what? No, so you start with that. And so what does so what now what mean? So what's real simple. If I can change it, change it. If I can change what's happening, change what's happening. And I work with Alabama football when it started and we were going to play teams. It, it looked like we're going back to that. You thought you were going to play old, old Miss and they cancel. You're playing Vanderbilt. And the team that goes, so what now what? First of all, if you can't change it, get to a point where back to that 49-year study, Dominic, people that use this phrase often were the longest living people. Change what I can change, accept what I cannot, the wisdom of the difference, the A, serenity prayer. I kind of say different. Change the changeable, accept the unchangeable, remove the unacceptable. Be creative. If you have to Zoom and connect, Zoom and connect. If you have to call and connect, call and connect but don't sit there and be a victim refuse to be a victim i know this is hard and i know this is tough but we're tougher don't be a victim don't allow yourself to be a victim and just get to a point where you go so what now what i'm going to go connect with people if i have to do it through zoom if i have to do it through uh calls but and i do it deliberately like I get up and write what I call my nitty gritty goals. And I go, the day starts, I'm going, here's who I'm going to call and be bold and connect with. Here's who I'm going to thank for what they're on my life. Here is who I'm going to encourage today. And I call them. They'll take those calls. They'll take those calls anytime. I guess that was, I don't think that was me. They'll, somebody's trying to connect with me. <laughs> they'll, they'll take those calls. And sometimes I say, here's who I'm going to call and forgive. Sometimes that's me. But go be bold. Don't sit. Don't sit there and absorb it. Say, this is what I've got. And, you know, as you talk about even behavioral finance, do, do relationship, behavioral relationship. If this isn't working, there's other avenues. Don't sit there and be alone. Be bold, call, connect, 
and go what we're talking about earlier. But if it's so what now what I can't visit you, then do the Zoom, then, then do the point where you're going to call, where do something, but we can always do something. So what now what? So Kevin, this podcast, which we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of, really the, the pandemic gave birth to this podcast because around April or May of last year, Dominic and I decided that we were going to reach out to all of our clients and do a Zoom call, and we we're going to get a, a portfolio manager or an economist on the call. And we had 150 people that afternoon. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. Everyone was home. And, and after the podcast, both of our phones blew up with clients thanking us for making the connection and giving them something else to think about and being, even if it was virtual, being with other people. And it was really impactful. Um, the reaction we got when we did that first Zoom call in the middle of the lockdown. I'm trained. I work in NFL. <clears throat> and like in January, February, March, I'll go for teams and I'll just sit and listen to somebody talk. And from listening to them talk, I'll say, you draft that one, you don't draft that one. And there's certain things they say. For example, if they say I a lot, we pass. If they say we a lot, we take them. I just listen to you. You said one magic word that I would have drafted you on. You know what it was? No. You said we decided. You said it. Mm -hmm. I would draft you. I'm not Thank trying to be you. funny. I would draft you. You said two words. You Mike, know what? All, all I know is you've been compared to a professional athlete and and you're going to get drafted. <laughs> now, if you can't run and catch the ball, we're going to cut you soon. But you got drafted. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take what I can get. <clears throat> So let me show you what's messy if you're going to do training like I do. Do go decide. Don't sit there and let your feet. I feel like quitting. I feel like stopping. I feel like pouting. One of the biggest things that keeps us from being connected. Can I tell you, gentlemen, what's the biggest epidemic we have today? Offended. Everybody's touchy. I'm touchy. Quit being so touchy. In the last days, more people will be more offended than any other time. Well, it must be late. Quit getting offended. Quit holding grudges. But decide to connect with people. Well, I'm, I don't feel like it. I didn't ask you how you felt. You said the two words. And you said, me and Dominic decided. Mm -hmm. Decide you're going to pick up the phone. Decide you're not going to be lonely. Decide you're going to put a smile on your face. Decide you're going to be resilient. That's a powerful phrase. Good things don't happen. I, I don't feel like being resilient. I don't feel like having grit. And I don't feel like connecting. I feel like pouting. I feel like being offended. But I'm going to decide not to be. There's any time anybody does something of greatness, they will open up with an early in their statement will be decided. And when you put we and decide together, that's the, that's the recipe. We decided to connect. We decided to care. We decided to get close. And I think in what we're going through, the social, the, the media and everything else will get into our feelings. And no, it's a decision. I decided to be disciplined. I decided, me personally, to eat healthy. Everybody's sending me these cookie baskets right now. That's cool. But me and my family decided not to eat that because I just don't want to have to go back. I just don't want to be in a hospital. Well, Kevin, I, I was with you up until that point. I'm not sure about the cookies, but if, if that's the only thing I decide to do the rest of the day, then it, it, it'll be okay. But we, all teasing aside, we, we have a lot of people out there that are just genuinely feeling lonely, right? And kind of isolated. Um, and they used to, you know, they're used to doing and living life a certain way. And now they have to live it a different way. The line that we've been tagging is, you know, we're used to eating with our right hand. Now we're having to learn to eat with our left hand. So how do we help these people overcome these, uh, these, you know, look, it's all overcomable, but we need to help them assist them get over it. So how, how do we get them past this? Neurons that fire together, wire together. What does that mean? We're not wired to be happy. We're not wired for change. We're wired to be safe and comfortable. We're not wired even to have success. 
because our minds are like other parts of our body. Just wants They don't want us to be happy, just wants us to survive. So when you're doing the kind of things that you're talking about, it doesn't feel right at first. You have to keep on doing it and speaking it till you rewire your brain. Neurons that fire together, wire together. So if I've done something for years one way, I'm wired for it. Our brains are very plastic. So at first, it's not going to feel right when you do that. And just keep on. I, I like speaking out loud, talking to myself and rewiring the brain because it's very, very plastic. I'm on a cruise with my sister, her two kids, my two kids, her son. She, my sister was just here. Her son kept on saying, for sure, for sure, for sure. I was about ready to jump off this boat. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. For two weeks after that cruise, I was walking around going, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Our brains wire. You got to get past quote unquote motivation. We're addicted to it. It's not motivation. It's choice and rewiring our brain. Speak we, speak I decided. And then when you feel odd, say, I feel odd. So that must make it right. Because I'm wired, I'm trying to do something new and different. And it's going to feel that way. Where our brains are very plastic, they wire very easily. And just talk to yourself, say that uneasiness is a sign. Go talk to you. I decided to touch base. I decided to listen. I decided to be happy. I decided to go against how I feel. Every time you make a decision against how you feel, it's going to feel that way. And that's a good sign. So we have a phrase we use in Tuscaloosa. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Love it. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. This is going to feel uncomfortable. So what? Why do you always want to feel comfortable? Because we're wired for comfort, but get comfortable being, get used to being uncomfortable. That's the new era. That's the new day. Things are changing fast. They're going to keep changing until you get a so what mindset. So you guys got me fired up now. Once you get a so what, now what mindset and learn how to do that, this is going to continue to get hard. And we have no evidence that it's going to get easier going forward. Expect hard, but bring the best you because it's not going to get easier necessarily. So that's what I tell my ball teams. That's what we did going into playing Georgia, Alabama. Expect hard, so bring the best you. And it's going to keep on being that way, but it's not tough for us, especially if we wire our brain right. Learn to talk to you. So what, now what? Learn to speak it. I decided to you rewire your brain and you're ready for all of this change because it's going to keep coming. That, that'd be my take. Kevin, I definitely want to follow up on that on on your on your experience with Coach Saban and the Alabama football team, and talk about behavioral finance. We're bumping up against a break, so let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back to finish the conversation. Financial planning and security can sometimes be seen as a moving target. The rules change constantly, and you need guidance to stay ahead of the market moves. This is the Labenthal Report with Michael Hartzman and Dominic Tavella. We'll break down the news, trends, and overall direction of the markets. Now, back to the Labenthal Report. It's Michael Hartzman back with Dominic Tavella and our special guest this evening, Dr. Kevin Elko. Kevin, a couple of years ago, I had the uh, privilege of, of hearing Coach Lou Holtz from Notre Dame University speak. And it was probably about 300 financial advisors in the room down in Miami. And when I, when he was done speaking, it was the first time I could really understand how a college coach not just connects with young men, but connects with people in general. And in listening to you talk about Coach Saban and listening to you, I get that same feeling. So what differentiates a Coach Holtz or Coach Saban where they could connect with people to get them to push you know, those extra buttons and get them out of their comfort zone. There's two there. Let me get to two things with save and a third with the team. <clears throat> and then I'll get, and then if you want, we'll get into behavior finance, how it relates to what he does. <clears throat> Nick Saban out on the field. If you guys watched him would think, Oh my goodness. And I'm lucky. I'm, I coach him. You think, I never saw anything like it, how hard and tough. I don't know any other coach. And I've, you know, I've got a bunch of these. So mm -hmm. I've worked with a bunch of different people. Let me tell you where he's different. He'll have three chairs outside his office all the time. 
Somebody will always be sitting in that chair. He'll bring a guy in and go, Dominic, can I tell you why I rode you today? I made a promise to you and your mother when you came here on who you were going to be and how I was going to develop you. And you're going to go give me that kind of effort. And you think I'm going to, I care about you too much to let you do that. And if that's what you think I'm going to let you do here because a promise I made to you, that'll never happen. So you see the way I rode you today. If you do that again tomorrow, I'm going to ride you like that again because I care about you too much to let you go do that. Now, that might be positive, but that's him. Number two, standard. We don't have any standards anymore. My mother had a standard when I was growing up. The teacher's always right. I don't know if it was, it was correct, incorrect. It didn't matter. That was the standard. Didn't change, didn't alter it. That was it. She made it clear. I got paddled once because I was correcting a spelling paper with some kid. We exchanged papers. He said he got a B. He missed nine out of 10. <laughs> he got a D. I said, I said this. If you're going to lie, tell her you got an A. She paddled us. Got home. Ten minutes later, she paddled me again. Well, she didn't paddle me. She put me to bed. 25 years later, she said, why'd you get paddled? I told her. She goes, you weren't wrong. 25 years, you said that you at. You took you that long to ask. She said, don't care. I still put you to bed. Teacher's always right. That was the standard. It didn't have to change. He's got a standard. We do it right with all our might every all the time. That's the way that it is. And it, he doesn't come off of it. The third thing he does, they the team does this. Match me. I work with the team today, getting ready for Cincinnati. Match me. I will come with great enthusiasm every play. Match me. You know, we had a, a dress today. No complaining. I'm going to come with a positive attitude. Match me. Match me. I'm going to come and have what we call nitty-gritty goals. Match me. They set those up today and said, match me. His biggest thing is he will connect. He's not positive. He's caring. Here's why I did it. I work with a lot of coaches. No one has those, those chairs outside their office like him, and they're always full of a player because he wrote them yesterday. Standard and match me. Those are where he's different than anybody. There's no – today it's, well, it's COVID. Well, the kids today, no, it's none of that. We do it this way every time. doesn't change. It's called the standard. And we were playing uh, Miami. We're playing Notre Dame at Miami a few years ago. Somebody jumps offside. He goes right every time. That's it with him. That, that's what's different with him. And so that's the way that it goes. It's standard, match me, and connection. And that, that's where he differs. Thank you. Um, Kevin, I'm just going to change this a, a little bit, uh, tying it back to some of our clients. So many times, you know, a new client will come on board, and obviously they're looking at their accounts, their investments, their values, um, and what would we do different. Um, but after we get past that hurdle, um, we find ourselves talking to clients, put the numbers aside for a second. Let's talk about quality of life. Let's talk about, are you living the life that you want to? Uh, is this money that you've created and you've sacrificed your entire life, is it helping you achieve that goal? And I think our ability to get clients to refocus on that quality of life rather than quantity is, is a powerful comment. How do we help clients change the narrative on that? I think you have to have a culture with your practice and with your, with your home, with everybody that you work with. And you have to have a culture. And one of my favorite culture stories is a book. It was called Suzanne's Diary for Nicholas. And they just repeated this over and over and over and over in this book. Life's juggling five balls. Family, friends, health, integrity, career. Life's juggling five balls. Family, friends, health, integrity, career. First four balls, they're crystal. They're glass. What happens if you drop the health ball? I had, what happens if you drop the integrity ball? I'm, I work with and coach Mel Tucker, Michigan State coach. LSU's coming after him. I go, Mel, you've changed too many times. You're going to kill your integrity, which it worked out well for him because he stayed in Michigan State and they gave him $93 million. So that worked for him well. <laughs> but first four balls are glass. Don't drop those four balls. That fifth ball, that fifth ball, career, that one's rubber. That one bounces. 
Don't drop those four balls. And when you have goals, you set them in there. And they're family, friends, health, integrity. So financially, what's my goals to keep a good, close, healthy family? How do I help my friends? Family, friends, health. I mean, we have it. They, I am a vegan. I am a, I am a health radical because I almost lost mine. And you'll never, ever miss anything till you don't have it anymore. I think we have to say this is the culture of you two, of, of your practice. We focus on those four balls, family, friends, health, integrity. How can we make sure you don't drop those four balls? If you do, life will be good. And here's what I want to tell both of you. Your conscious mind is a post-it note. It's all the bigger it is. And so when we say something once, it's the post-it note. Your subconscious mind is a supercomputer. So when we speak, we're going after the supercomputer. If you plant, so your mind, your spirit, what you're teaching people, and you, you two are teachers, your, their spirit, their mind is like a garden. I think with coaches, I do this. With my kids, I do this. If every day you plant in that garden corn, you get corn. If every day you plant in that garden green beans, you get green beans. If every day you plant in that garden nothing, you get weeds. Keep planting in their mind over and over what you two are about, the four balls. Family, friends, health, integrity. Let us help you financially coaching you, advising you on the four balls. That fifth ball would take care of itself. So to that point, getting back to, you know, the beginning of the pandemic last year, Dominic and I talked about this a lot. We only had, I think between the two of us, Dom, correct me if I'm wrong, seven clients that we could not convince not to sell out, not to get out of the market. We just had seven of them. By June, we had them all back in the market. They all called up and said, you guys were right. You know, I panicked. So let's talk a little bit about behavioral finance. And as it relates to those four balls, what could we do to make sure our clients don't make those quick emotional mistakes, you know, getting wrapped up in what they see in the moment on television? First of all, as I told you earlier, that we're wired for safety and security. We're wired actually to be afraid. We've outlived our, we, we've evolved beyond our mind. It used to be we had to pay attention. If we didn't, our minds are naturally Velcro for the bad unless we rewire them because we still are about 500 years back. If, if I'm not afraid and I'm not scared, then some tribe will come and take me over or a wild animal will attack me. We've outlived, basically, we've evolved beyond our minds. Our mind wants us safe. We're Velcro for bad. And the media knows that. So they'll put scary stuff to draw us in. You turn on the TV, severe storm watch. It'll be 78 and pleasant. Uh, what? Well, I'm gonna, oh, Kevin, I'm going to jump in. The market is plummeting, right? Or, I mean, right. You look yeah, yeah, you get it. Wire, it's wire. You're yeah. looking at some of these headlines. Exactly. How do you, can you possibly make a rational decision when you look at the news today? Uh, we are wired for survival. Like even when you go in a casino here, ding, 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 ding. Dopamine gets gone because it's going, got to go there, got to survive, got to survive. We're wired for survival. We've evolved beyond it. So when you're getting called out of fear, now I'm going to talk about where fear is good at times, but when you're getting called to it, then you have to realize that you're getting, they know, and that, that, that news is engineered to draw you in and keep you there. It's engineered that way. They say food in restaurants is re-engineered to make you keep eating. You won't go to some of these restaurants and quit eating because you're satisfied. You'll quit eating because you can't breathe. It's re-engineered <laughs> to like survive, eat this, eat this, eat this. We're writing about sugar, fats, and salt. Eat, eat, eat. You're not, you're not going to prohibit me eating cookies again, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. So 
the first is know that they're drawing you in on fear. So you got to get away from it. Number two, you do, you know, Ronald Reagan said, you know, trust everybody, but cut the cards. I went out and spoke to this uh, hockey team and they did fabulous. And they were all, they were the high school hockey team. They were two and six. I got done now they they've won six in a row. And the guy that is the coach also manages a financial practice. He goes, I've heard you talk, but these guys were fabulous because they trusted you. We've got to learn to trust. That does not mean to be unintelligent, but trusting is a big factor in our success. Learning how to trust. Learning how to, once you make a decision, go with it. And he said something interesting. He says, you know, as we get older, we become cynical. To get into these gates, you must come with the heart of a child. Learn how to trust. And that doesn't mean, Abraham Lincoln said, if you trust, you will be disappointed. If you don't trust, your life will not work. That's the other part of it. Now, let's talk about behavior finance. Emotions are there for a reason. They ask about Nick Saban. Nick Saban is incredible because he sees all the bad that can happen. And he does a thing so that doesn't happen. And there's work from Adam Grant out of Penn. The people see all good in the future. That's good. But they aren't as successful as the ones who see some bad that can happen and do the things so that that doesn't happen. That's your job. So come to us. We've already looked at every landmine that can happen. We studied it. Come to us and we'll show you every wrong turn that can happen. We won't make let you make that turn. So research says that people in investing are better with you than without you. Why? Because we know where the landmines are sitting. We, you know, we didn't pop full grown out of the head of Zeus yesterday. So what do I do with Saban? We look at every bad thing that can happen and then put in place things so that it doesn't. I guess you can call it defensive. I guess you can call it pessimistic. All I know is it's got us a lot of jewelry. Mm -hmm. So in, in behavioral finance, you don't just look at what good can happen. It's good to have some fear, not so much you jump out of the markets, just so you trust somebody that can keep you from that. It's good to have some fear, not that you quit eating altogether, but get somebody to help. I hired a dietitian and said, could you lead me? This thing I'm doing right now by eating these cookies and stuff, it's not working for me. So you get them so they can show you through research, this is where we've been. So trust is a big factor in helping me go forward so I don't sit at a place in my life where I have so many blocked arteries I can't breathe. I don't sit in my life so that I have so little finance, I'm broke. You have to find who you could trust and then trust them so that you don't go down those roads. That's really what you find with the Sabins. They go through every bad thing you can happen. That anxiety was put there for a reason. Use it. Don't abuse it. That's great advice, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin, we are quickly running out of time. I just have one favor to ask on behalf of Dominic and I. I looked at your resume and I noticed you never worked for either the Minnesota Vikings or the New York Jets. I'm a long-suffering Viking fan. Dominic's a long-suffering Jet fan. Longer-suffering, longer, longer, much longer-suffering fan. If you could get a gig with one of them or both of them, we would really be in your debt, my friend. I got a secret I don't want you to put out there. Two years ago for six, now they won five or six. I went to work for the Jets. But after I got done working for them, I think, I think they need the Pope. I think they need something bigger than me. I did not go back, but I did work for, I'm just teasing. I did work for the Jets, uh, Adam Gase there. And we were doing good. I think we went about five out of six when I went in. I loved them, but I, 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 I actually didn't quit working. I love Joe Douglas. I love the Jets. And Mike Zimmer, the coach of the Vikings, is one of my close friends, but I just got too busy. I love both of those teams. I just, I haven't been up. Joe Douglas runs the Jets. I love him. Mike Zimmer's with the, uh, is with the Vikings. I was with him for years, the Cowboys. I just, my, it got too full, but I'll keep, because I really, really enjoyed you two gentlemen. I'll keep that in mind. Well, Thank you, sir. Just the fact that you would have a positive, uh, 
thought uh, makes me feel better. So I'll keep the hope going for a little while longer. I'm actually optimistic about both of those teams. I mean, there's some things that I, the, the running back for the Vikings, I was at Florida state. He was with us there. Devin, I love him. You know, I think they've got some things to get squared away, but I like, I like Zimmer as a coach and I like, I don't know the new coach of jets, but I was with Joe Douglas at the Eagles when we won it. The general manager. I love him too. I think, I think there's good days coming for both of those teams. Thank you, Kevin. Well, on that note, we're just going to wrap it up right there because that's all Dominic and I wanted to hear. So have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy and healthy new year, Kevin. Thank Same you, to you Kevin. guys. And appreciate you. it. And uh, I think our clients will be grateful as well for the positive, positive uh, news coming out. Uh, so thank you again and look forward to maybe getting you back on one of these days. I'll come in a minute. I thought you guys did a great job and thanks for being what I call financial first responders. You've given a lot of people peace. Keep doing it. What you, you do, what you do matters. And even this tonight. So thanks for having me. I'll come Very on in a minute. I thought you guys were excellent. God bless. Take care of yourself. Good night, Same Kevin. to you. Thanks you guys. When you're thinking about where to park your cash, for over 30 years in the business, I've been a fan of funds like the Labenthal Ultra Short Tax-Free Income Fund. It's managed for cash and designed so the interest income you receive is free from federal taxes. And who doesn't love paying less taxes? Mike, generating interest that's free from federal taxes is appealing. But I've been in this business for a long time, and people love the potential for more income on their hard-earned cash. Sorry, Dom. But the beauty of the funds is paying less taxes on cash. No, my friend, it's the potential for more income. Mm -mm. Less taxes. More income. Less taxes. More income. Less for taxes. your cash. Ask your advisor mm -hmm. less about the Labenthal Ultra Short Tax-Free Income Fund. You, less taxes. Or find out more at dcmadvisors.com. Well, Dom, one thing I know we agree on, it's not what you earn. It's what you keep. Labenthal Ultra Short Tax-Free Income Fund. Symbol L-E-T-A-X. Letax. Before investing, you should carefully consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus, a copy of which may be obtained by calling 800-441-7031. Please read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. There is no guarantee that this or any investing strategy will be successful. An investor should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund carefully before investing. The fund is distributed by Ultimus Fund Distributors, LLC, member FINRA. The fund may invest in municipal securities the interest on which may be subject to federal alternative minimum tax. After the fund buys a security, the IRS may determine that a bond issued as tax-exempt should in fact be taxable. There is no affiliation between DCM Advisors, LLC, and Ultimus Fund Distributors, LLC. DCM Advisors and Ultimus Fund Distributors are not affiliated with Labenthal Financial Services, Inc. or Labenthal Global Advisors, LLC. All right, I'm Michael Hartsman, back with Dominic Tavella. And Dominic, I have to tell you, Dr. Kevin Elko was the right man at the right time with all the bad news we've been having to deal with over the last couple of weeks. Uh, look, it's obviously been a year and a half to two years of just a kind of a wet blanket. And then over the last couple of weeks, couple of days, the, the headlines are just so depressing, right? And we, we will get through this, like we keep saying, Mike, we will uh, uh, survive and, and be better off for it, but we got to get through it. And he gave us some great tips on uh, positive attitude and really actionable things that we can do to, to help us get through this process. Yeah. And in addition to that, Dominic, this was not even on my bucket list to have any human being actually say, that I would be drafted in the NFL is remarkable to me. Look, I, I always have things that I like to take away and me not being able to eat cookies now is, is I'll try to avoid that one, Mike. But, but yeah, you uh, drafted as a professional athlete, maybe wins out. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. But no, he was, he really was, um, he, as I knew when we booked him, he was the real deal and he does legitimately work with the University of Alabama and all these teams. And, and, and like he said, you know, calling us financial first responders, that was that also resonated, Dom, because that's when we really get paid, is when is when is when the bad news is 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 day in and day out. And we get these phone calls, you know, what do you guys think? 
uh, Mike, and we, we've talked about this. We talk about it with our own advisors all the time. Uh, March of last year, 35%, this is one major financial institution here in the, in the United States, 35% of their clients over the age of 65 completely liquidated their equity portfolios, which is completely irrational when, when somebody's not there to hold your hand and tell you it's going to be all right, that's what people do. Um, mm -hmm. Let emotions take over um, and they do probably, in hindsight, the absolute wrong thing at the wrong time. Right. And, 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 and last year when I said we probably had about seven people sell out, I mean, and got right back in, that really all it was, right? And, and we took on, we took on a lot of calls. Um, so that's where the rubber really does meet the road. And, um, and I, I just enjoyed his positive attitude as, as well. Like I said, it was a breath of fresh air based on all the stuff that we've been dealing with lately. And it's important, obviously, we need to take it to heart, but hopefully our listeners are going to take it to heart that, you know, we're not through the bad times. We're not through the volatility. There'll be days or, God forbid, weeks or months where things look a little cloudy or, God forbid, worse. Um, but we, too, will get through this being very careful, very prudent, right? We're not never going to bet the farm, but we'll get through this. We're going to help our clients get through it. Right. So Dom, on, on, on that note, um, we're going to take next week off. It's Christmas, New Year's week. So we're going to take next week off. And when we come back on January, on January 4th, we're going to actually you know, get back to our roots. And we're going to have um, one of the economists on JP Morgan um, as one of our speakers. We're coming up on a one-year anniversary. And we had JP Morgan on a year ago to help us kick off the show. And we're going to start the new year. With, um, with one of their top economists who works on David Kelly's team. So we're looking forward. And who knows, in two weeks from now, the world could change again. Uh, it literally is changing by the minute, uh, Mike. But we, we've been and, and will uh, formulate our, our allocation and our economic call for next year. So we'll be able to spend some quite a bit of time on that. But just to give everybody a happy holidays, overall, I think we're optimistic still. Um, and so re rest easily. Enjoy your holidays. Uh, uh, please, um, God bless. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. And have a happy early birthday to you, my friend. And happy birthday. Just older brother here. I know yours was just passed. You are the older partner, uh, senior partner, as we love to call you. And very, very happy birthday to you as well. And let's all hope for a glorious, wonderful new year. Thank you, brother. We'll have a happy and healthy, and we will see everybody in the new year. Good night, everybody. Good night, happy birthday, everybody. both of you. Thank, Thank you, you, Eric. Thanks for tuning in to the Labenthal Report. 